At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's the nightcap hour number two here on VEASAN, and it's, it's, it's a really complicated situation, what Utah is doing. They see Zubats on the floor, they run a pick and roll with whoever is guarding Zubats, and Donovan Mitchell scores. That's pretty much the game plan that Quinn Snyder has put out there. And by the way, it's a great game plan because every time it happens, it they works. score. <laughs> and as StatMuse has pointed out, the Clippers, this postseason, when Zubats plays 18 or more minutes, 0-4. When well, he plays less, 4-0. He's only at 5 right now. Well, It's going to take a while to get to 18. Though. I mean, he is, when he is on the floor, they take full advantage of that. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell continues to just be terrific here tonight. He has 18 points for the Utah Jazz right now, 30 of their 39 points, Jeff, have come from Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson playing very well, already hit a couple of threes, and Donovan Mitchell uh, playing exceptional. You know, it, this is another... I'm almost surprised that this game is as close as it is because it has felt, oh, Zubac just got called for an illegal screen. Just take him off the floor at this point. Does he do anything positive? Well, he did have that dunk before, yeah. which is good. And he played well in game one. He did play well in game one, Tim. Yeah. They also lost. Um, but, uh, yeah, so right now 39-35 is the score. And uh, just looking at the prop market, Kawhi Leonard, seven points. Your guy, playoff Paul, yeah. uh, five points. No dice. Two of seven from the field, one of th- one of three. Hey, Zubats, go take a seat, buddy. Three got, fouls. Yeah, three fouls. Minutes. Playing well. Um, 
Only minus six when he's on the floor. That's that's uh, that's surprising to me. Um, so more uh, Marcus Morris back on the floor here for for the Jazz. And I mean Jordan Clarkson right now is on. He's feeling it. Fire. He is he is playing exceptionally well right now. Feeling it, Tim. Fifteen points for Jordan Clarkson, and uh, there's your guy, Paul George. Um, let's get to uh, what what we're witnessing on the ice right now. Avalanche and Golden Knights. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights leading 4-3, mm-hmm. heading into the third period. Remember, game five, plus 7.45 for the Vegas Golden Knights on the money line after two periods, down 2 nothing, and they score a pair of goals in a span of less than a minute to tie that game. They ultimately win it in overtime. This game has been wild so far you've seen four goals in the second period two goals in the first 75 seconds of this game jeff when you look at the colorado avalanche on that plus price on the money line is it worth a play i think i'd rather have the puck line with vegas i think i'd rather lay the goal and a half especially if you're going to give me plus 115 i can't find a number that good at oh i got a plus 130 actually at westgate so I, that would be the angle I would go with. I'd rather lay the puck and a half, kind of like uh, that uh, series against Minnesota where yeah. DGK took the game over late, scored all those empty net goals, covered the puck line very easily. Uh, do you blame me for saying no to that going into the third period? So I'm going <laughs> to give you that one. I, I, that's where I think this is going. Uh, at some point, I expect Vegas's defense to tighten a little bit. It hasn't really been tightened this game. It's been dead even, even though VGK is up by a goal. Yeah, now, I mean, here's the chance. We we talked about it last night uh, in closeout games in, in franchise history, uh, just 3-8. and eight. Now an opportunity to try to close this thing out. Donovan Mitchell hit another three, by the way. So he's got 21 points such a bad in the non- first Such half. a bad non-bet. So he has 53 points in the last two halves of basketball, and we still have six minutes to go. So he had, what, 13 in the first half of game of game one, yep, 32 in the second half, and now he's already got 21 points in this in this first half. He's a different. He's he's at a different level in the postseason, and at least in the series against Denver a year ago, and now so far this year, he's great in the Memphis series when he played, and he's been outrageously good so far through a, a game and a half. 45-42, Jazz leading the Clippers. Bucks a winner earlier tonight. We discuss it all with JVT. Right now, here on VEASAN, make sure to check out the VEASAN app, the iHeart app. You listen to all of our shows for free there. And also, download our podcasts, including Hardwood Handicappers, which uh, most recent episode dropping this week. That, of course, hosted by the one and only JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, who joins us right now. JVT, let's start with what we saw earlier tonight, uh, a throwback to a Knicks Pacers game in 2000 when Latrell Sprewell was playing for the Knicks. Uh, 86 to 83, just a slugfest, ugly, really from both sides. You know, we discussed this a little bit in hour number one. The Nets lose game one, uh, game three, I should say, to the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum goes for 50. They win that series in five. From watching tonight, does anything make you? Take a step back from Brooklyn, or is this just a a, a small speed bump in a seven-game series? 
Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, look, M- Milwaukee, Tim, again, well under a point per possession yeah. today against Brooklyn, right? Uh, like against a team in which we talked about, right? The big talking point, there are two things with Brooklyn. It was, oh, good God, they'd only played eight games with their big three, and this is the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Well, the worst defense we've ever seen in our lives has yet to give up over a point per possession in a game against Milwaukee. Like, the Bucks have a real problem here in terms of figuring out this offense. And again, today, really poor within four feet of the basket, right around, I think, 53% on shots at the hoop. Like, they have yet to figure out a consistent form of offense, the Milwaukee Bucks, against the Brooklyn Nets. Like, think about that for this point through three games. So, like, and, and even two. Right, You do your job if you're Milwaukee. From a defensive standpoint, you hold the Brooklyn Nets to well under a point per possession. I think their offensive rating was 87, 88, somewhere in that range. You do what you're supposed to do, and yet they have a shot to win that game at the end. So, no, like if, you're, if you're thinking that Milwaukee has anything, I, I, just, I haven't seen anything from them offensively that makes me feel confident in that regard. And, and the other thing, too, is I'm really curious. You know, I mentioned this. I was, so I was on Brooklyn today catching points because – the market, the way they have graded these games, right? If we're talking about Milwaukee being favored on the road in game two, we're talking about Milwaukee laying three and a half here today. Odds makers have set this at about two and a half worth point, you know, home court advantage, right? So we're talking about the market telling you that Milwaukee is a point better than Brooklyn on a neutral. It's just not the case. So I'm really curious as we move forward what these numbers are going to look like because I, I just I haven't seen anything that would make me think Milwaukee should be power rated higher than this Brooklyn team, and yet at every turn. This Brooklyn team has been power rated like that, and they have covered each of these games because of it. I saw one faraway place, JVT, had a one. That was the only number. That may have even just been a, a mistake pop-up from said uh, faraway place. But uh, just just looking back at, at, at what Tim and you were talking about earlier in the week, a little bit of possibly taking a bite of the Brooklyn Futures mm-hmm. odds here, and I know, uh, JVT, at least uh, what Tim said on the air, uh, that you recommended that go with the rollover. Take them in the Easter Conference Finals and then take them again in the NBA Finals. Is there a point if this thing bounces back? Let's say it bounces back 30 cents today to about plus 150. Probably won't, but not impossible. Would would that be a number that you would just take the future now instead of going to rollover with the Brooklyn Nets? No, I mean, Jeff, to me, if if we're talking futures, it's always hard at this point in in a postseason to bet on a future of any sort, right? Because the value's been sucked out of all of them. Like, you're, you're always more often than not better off going with the rolling parlay, a team like the Phoenix Suns, any of these teams. You're more often than not going to get a little bit more out of that by rolling those over in terms of the series. If I want to bet on Brooklyn personally, like, I want, like, 2-1 to one plus 175 in terms of that futures book. Like, that, that gets me to bite. Anything other than that, I'm rolling things over, and I'm going series to series with the, with the Nets. So we're talking about winning the NBA Finals. We're talking once again to JVT, at me, JVT, on Twitter. Uh, he is our senior NBA analyst. Check out Hardwood Handicappers, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, uh, vcin.com. Uh, we won't dive too much into this game as it's, it's unfolding. Uh, I know you and I, uh, we've gone back and forth a little bit about the Clippers. But that being said, I did go in on the Clippers just because I like the price. You know, what we've seen in this series, Donovan Mitchell just being a, a flamethrower, um, what do the Clippers do to try to negate that? Because you can't just throw Kawhi on him, you know, for 35 minutes, right, JVT? Because he's going to get gassed and you need his offense on the other side. There's going to be po- moments where I'm sure they'll throw Kawhi on him. So if you're Ty Lue, what is the the magic potion to try to slow down Donovan Mitchell? I mean, I, 
like, what if you don't, right? Like, what, what if, what if the game plan, Tim, is to get the other pieces out of the way, yeah. right? Like, you know, for example, we're watching this Phoenix series uh, in the, you know, Denver, and it's just like, hey, you know what? You go ahead, Nikola Jokic, because everybody else around you is going to do squat, and like, and that's kind of what we've seen, right? For the most part, you know, Monty Morris has had not had a good series. Aaron Gordon has not had a good series. You know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. not had a good series, and then we have seen some really lopsided results. And I think that's probably part of it. You know, I was you know, watching a series, or excuse me, uh, watching a couple of possessions ago, right? for example, Kawhi makes a really big mistake. They run a screen and a pick and roll for Jordan Clarkson. And for some reason, Kawhi decides to go with the, the screener and everybody leaves Jordan Clarkson all by himself for a wide open three. Like those little mistakes can happen, right? So if Donovan Mitchell scores 45 again, congratulations. Hopefully Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson don't beat you because if you shut down the ancillary pieces, you as a team have enough. So maybe that's the whole course of action. And again, it's not let the guy score. You're going to have Kawhi Leonard on him. I think a good chunk of those possessions, but as long as he's scoring and the others aren't, I think you're going to be in a good spot, but you can't let him go off and have a good Jordan Clarkson game. Cause I think Clarkson for the first two games now, are like, guess what? Okay. A game in a quarter and a half. I think he's shooting about like 60% from the field. Like that can't happen. Yeah. He, he's shooting really well tonight. And just to follow up on that, I, I, I think I heard you mention this, uh, with our with our buddy Doug Kazarian and his podcast, and you, I'm sure you've said it on Vison as well. At, at least in Game One, I've noticed it a little bit. And we saw, you know, when Zubats is out there, uh, they're just picking at him, uh, pick and roll, and and it, it almost feels like. It, and I know it's it's easy for us to say fight through through those screens, but it, it does feel like they're just kind of, especially if it's Kawhi, just kind of switching even if it's not even that strong of a screen. Have you been noticing that? Yeah, no, like, and we saw at the beginning of the Dallas series, right? Like, and maybe this is a weird energy thing, you know, with Kawhi and the Clippers. Like, hey, we'll save, we'll save the most for the end of games and for the end of series. But they're, they're switching really easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they'll run Luke Kennard guys over if you start at the end of that game. And Kawhi would just like, okay, cool, and like pass him off. And it's like, no, man, like don't just switch when somebody's bringing Kennard over and it's Donovan Mitchell who's going to get Luke Kennard in, in like a crunch time possession. You don't want that. So, but we did see as that series went on against Dallas, and I think as we're going to see this series go on, kind of to your point about conserving energy, you're going to see Kawhi Leonard start to fight through a lot more of those screens and say, no, I am staying with you. You're not going anywhere. Like you're going to be my guy. And, I think this is like an energy conservation thing more than anything, but we'll start to see a little bit more defensive intensity, I think, on those screens though, as the series goes on, and maybe even as this game goes on. JVT, uh, I'll be sweet and simple here. Is the Suns Nugget series over? So I, I am always a proponent of no, right? Like as long as there are games <laughs> left to be played, like you know, we 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 never want to say that it's over. I, I am always, I think, you know, Tim, you, Tim knows me too. When I sat there on the nightcap, there'll be ten seconds left in a game, and I'll have something. I'm like, nope, it's not over. Like, so I'm always willing to. I'm very literal with that. But I will say, like, it is quite the hole to dig out of, Jeff. Right? Like when you're looking at Nikola Jokic and the pieces around him, and like what is happening here, it, it's it's hard to expect more out of the supporting crew given just the limitations that they have, right? Like they just simply put, they need Jamal Murray. And, and, it's, and it sucks because uh, they were going to be my pick to come out of the Western Conference if they were fully healthy. They were rolling. They looked incredible. They were absolutely fantastic. But the problem is in this series, and I keep going back to this, and it's simplistic analysis, but it's so very true, you can get away with your shortcomings in terms of personnel against the second-worst defense in the NBA. And you did it against Portland. You can't do it against Phoenix. Phoenix has multiple wing defenders, smart defenders that are going to be able to shut down the other pieces around you. And can Aiton shut down Jokic? No. But guess what? 
Jokic isn't going to really sniff like seven, eight, nine assists. Everybody else is going to shoot really poorly, and Jokic is going to average like, you know, 39 and five, but they're just going to lose the series in five because he just doesn't have the support around him. So theoretically, it's not over, but, you know, I, I got the Suns in six. I said like five to one to win this thing. I think I'm going to be wrong there because this has maybe a five game series written all over it. Yeah, and the way Chris Paul has been playing um, and, and just. Yep. It's good to see, you know, as basketball fans uh, watching Chris Paul and and seeing the you know the injuries hit him in the postseason. Right now, the way that he's playing, it's just fun because he is he is facilitating at another level. And you could see him last night feeling a little bit, a couple late threes uh, in that blowout win over the Nuggets. You know, for the Suns, looking at them trying to come out of the Western Conference, uh, I think I know your answer, but I'm, I'm curious to hear it. Do you think they match up better against Utah or the Clippers? So I think theoretically they would match up better with Utah, right? Like, cause if you look at what Utah won, Chris Paul had really good regular season series against Utah. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that Utah has done from a defensive standpoint, if you look at some of their numbers, right, they are across the board, like top five in everything. But the one thing that they uh, give up a lot of are mid-range shots, right? It's like the anecdotal thing, or excuse me, the analytical thing. You know, you won't get shots at the rim. You won't get three-point shots. They want you to take as a team all of these inefficient mid-range jumpers. They give up the second most mid-range jumper of any sort, right, in the NBA. But the problem is you saw John Morant have a really good series against Utah, right, because he can find his way into those areas of the forward score. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, I thought, and, you know, we're seeing this series play out, so we'll see if it, you know, how it uh, comes to fruition. Kawhi Leonard's a really good mid-range scorer, and I think he's going to be able to have success here. And it's the same thing with Chris Paul. You know, how many times do we see Chris Paul pick on the opposing big, right, bringing him out in space and either blowing by him or shooting over him in the mid-range area of the floor? Rudy Gobert, I think, is going to have a really tough series against Chris Paul and the, and the uh, Phoenix Suns. So I think that would probably be the best matchup for Phoenix if we're talking about a potential Western Conference Final Series. JVT, uh, there is another series we haven't mentioned, the Atlanta-Philly series, obviously tied to one. Uh, they haven't played in a few days. They'll play tomorrow in Atlanta. Have any, has anything changed over the last few days on your thoughts for Game 3 or that series moving forward? No, not really. I mean, I mean to, to be perfectly honest, if, you know, I bet, him, I bet the series after Game 1, right, at Philly minus the 110, we only get to see one game. So the, the second game kind of played out as I expected, right? You know, the defense locks them down. I will say, you know, I am surprised. Like, the, the second halves have been really good for Philly, but the fact that it takes until the second half for Philly to kind of turn things on to a certain extent, right? Like, we saw them dig out of that big hole in game one, and then we saw in game two, while it was back and forth throughout the majority of the game, we saw them at the end of that third quarter and into the fourth really start to pull away. And so that's kind of been the surprising aspect to me. You know, Atlanta in the second half of this series has a negative 32 net rating. And so I don't know if that is adjustments at halftime, if that's just Philly kind of kicking itself into gear, whatever it is. So I would say that would surprise me. But, you know, the second half of both of these games has been exactly what I was expecting. So, they, so it doesn't ultimately change my mind a lot, but I think it is kind of worrisome that it's taking Philly to get to the second half to start to, you know, either stretch the lead or, or really start to get into gear. That's a little odd to me in terms of what we've seen through the first two games. So it's something to keep an eye on. Tomorrow, Philadelphia laying a point in Atlanta, total of 224.5. And, and then the late night game, you got Phoenix at Denver. Right now, Denver is uh, laying a point and a half. You know, tonight, 
uh, as I would say, it was a, a little bit of a fishy line. I didn't play the full game. I played the first quarter, which was a breeze, and then the money line's first half, which was not that breezy, but ultimately came home for Milwaukee. Going back to that Denver series, you, you, you said you imagined probably five. I, I, I don't disagree with that. It, it just seems like they're outmatched. Is tomorrow that one game that Denver pulls out, in your opinion? I mean, it could be right. It's it's the classic situation down yeah. to nothing going back home, you know. But I, I think, like, you talked about the fishy line from Milwaukee and Brooklyn, and I guess you could throw this Denver-Phoenix line in there. But to me, those two lines are just wrong, like, in my opinion. You know, I, I had Brooklyn today as about a one-point favorite, and I think Phoenix should be a favorite on the road against Denver. And I think, you know, like, we're always seeing these kind of things, Tim, baked into these situations, right, the two-nothing situation, first half, first quarter. So it doesn't surprise me to see a number like this. Uh, but in these types of situations, a lot of the times you're going to get some value on the team that's actually up to nothing because a lot of this is baked into the situation. So uh, my initial thought here is going to be bet Phoenix, but I want to sit back and wait. You know, I think the market's going to be all over Denver. Hey, man, like, we know the situation. they got to put together a really good performance, and, and maybe you get like two in a situation like this with Phoenix. So I'm going to sit back and see what I get. Have you been I, – I... I've been really impressed by DeAndre Ayton uh, throughout the playoffs. And like you said, he, he, he's not going to completely eliminate Nikola Jokic, but he's done a, a really good job. He's getting double-doubles. I mean, this has been, I think, a very pleasant surprise, his performance all throughout the postseason. Yeah, I would agree. Look, Yusuf Nurkic fouled out, what, three times against Nikola Jokic right yeah. in that series against Portland? Like, you know, he, he couldn't really handle uh, Jokic, uh, a good chunk of that series. So I would say, yes, absolutely. He's held his own. And that's really from Phoenix. That's all you're asking. Because if you're Phoenix, you're like, look, man, we got Mikael Bridges. We got Jay Crowder. We got Chris Paul, who's never going to find himself out of position. Right? He's a really smart defender. Just, just hold your own, and we're going to be fine the rest of the way. And they've done a dynamic job with that. So, yeah, I don't think you can really be impressed. And this goes back, you know, this dives a little bit into my basketball nerddom. You know, Tim, go back and look at the uh, – just do me a favor. Do an exercise. During the commercial break, just go to the 2018 NBA draft and mm-hmm. look through the whole entire thing. It is littered with awesome role players, and Aiden's part of that. Doncic is part of that. It's an incredible class. But, no, Aiden's done a great job. His status in the NBA has grown this season and in the postseason for sure. Yeah, I know. Marvin Bagley has been tremendous, too. Uh, his performance. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking, like, all the way to the end of the No, I know. Like, it's incredible draft yeah, there there are some dudes there's there's no doubt about it jvt you're the man shake milton 54th pick in that draft just looked it up uh he was uh philadelphia's enjoying him jvt appreciate it as always and uh have a good weekend man see you guys thank you there he is jvt i mean it's a weekend for him he doesn't have he's probably doing a show tomorrow i haven't looked at this guy. he's everywhere he's everywhere on our network you can follow him on twitter at me jvt the vegas golden knights how close are they to heading to the next round of the playoffs. We'll get you updated next right here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nightcap as we've got two games ongoing the Clippers and the Utah Jazz and the Colorado Avalanche and the Golden Knights and end of this second quarter has really been impressive by the Utah Jazz Jeff they have extended this lead uh the Clippers offensive execution has been uh not great giving the ball to Boogie Cousins on back-to-back possessions and he gives a bunch of pump fakes and then either travels or gets blocked by Rudy Gobert. Um, Nine-point lead right now for the Utah Jazz. And Donovan Mitchell, I believe, is getting a, a bit of a rest to close out the half. And, you know, the thing about Utah is they're deep, man. Uh, and, and they are embracing that fact. We obviously know about, you know, Jordan Clarkson winning sixth man of the year. Joe Ingles was right there, uh, not too far behind him. Royce O'Neal, a nice piece. And it's a 10-point lead for the Utah Jazz. Mitchell is out on the court, so I, I didn't see that. As the Vegas Golden Knights folks are very close from punching their ticket to the semifinals. Well, the roar behind us alerting us that uh, that another goal had been scored. And look, I, the Knights have been the better team for the majority of the series, and they have uh, been pretty even tonight, Tim, but the Knights getting the bounces, the second consecutive goal off a very weird-looking deflection there as uh, the Knights have uh, extended the lead to 5-3. to three. 
So 5-3 right now, and uh, you called it. You said if you played anything, it would be the puck line. Did you end up playing that? Small. All I right. did for small. Good. So it's 5-3 yeah. right now, and the Colorado Avalanche, a team that was the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, was the uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup favorites. Uh, they are ahead five to, or behind, I should say, 5-3 to three with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. We have reached the half. Donovan Mitchell, at the end of that half, hit a step-back three from about 28 feet. Donovan Mitchell has 27 first-half points. In the last two halves of basketball, Donovan Mitchell has scored 59 points. Is that good, Tim? Uh, Yes, (laughs) that is uh, pretty good. The Utah Jazz... A very impressive second quarter, and really the end of that second quarter is where they extended that lead. A 13-point lead heading into the locker room. Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson have combined for 42 points, and the Donovan Mitchell over-under was not too high tonight because he's almost there (laughs) in the first half, Jeff. Well, some bets that you don't make are really bad non-bets, and... I'll throw the not betting the Mitchell point total over 29.5 into that category. And look, he's he. this is what he is in the playoffs now. I mean, he is a legitimate superstar. He is. He was unbelievable in that series a year ago in the bubble against Denver. He was great in the series against Memphis when he played. They won all four games that he played against the Grizzlies. Game one in the second half, he was completely unguardable, and he's completely unguardable so far tonight. So, again, it... it if you're a Clippers backer like you are tonight, this is one of those where, yeah, the rotations have been very bizarre from Ty Lue, and Boogie Cousins has played 11 minutes and taken seven shots, which is the most shots by anyone not named Kawhi Leonard or Paul George on the team so far. But look, I, you're going up against a performance for Mitchell that has been unreal so far through 24 minutes. By the way, uh, Vegas now on a power play. So up yeah, to Carlson got tripped. And now on a power play. So the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, an opportunity to really put this game to bed uh, here against the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, I'd have to look back at the schedule, but, you know, Colorado, who was 39 and 13 this season, they're on the. Uh, doorstep of dropping four straight games, Jeff. I don't imagine that happened at all this year. I'll, I'll scan through their their schedule real quick, but this was a team that many believed, and I understood it, was, was I don't want to say unbeatable, but was the rightful favorites to win it all, and uh, they are about to, uh, to pull this off. Looks like in... Uh, they have won three game losing streak. Yeah, to St. St. Louis twice, and then Vegas, and then they snapped that with wins over San Jose, uh, but Vegas about to uh, about to head on to the second round, or excuse me, to the semifinals, where they will be hosting the Montreal Canadiens on probably Monday night here in Las Vegas. That's the anticipation. Uh, that would be what, what my guess would be, but again, very impressive all the way around for VGK, and look, uh, I, we, I thought at least two best teams in hockey playing in the quarterfinal here in this uh, in this pod. VGK should be the favorite. They are the favorite now to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And they are five minutes and 45 seconds away from punching their ticket to the semifinals against the Montreal Canadiens. It's a nightcap here on VEASAN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on Twitter. And folks, we have a new feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vsit.com. We're at the half in Salt Lake City, 66-53. to All Utah at the end of that first half as they take a 13-point lead into the break. Donovan Mitchell, 27 points in the first half. Before we check back in at T-Mobile Arena, let's get an update on what the second half line is. Clippers here at Circa laying three. That's that's market-wide now. So the Clippers laying three, and 
I'm in on it. I'm yeah, took the Clippers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, Apparently, I, I hate myself. I messed around too long to get the two and a half. So I'm going to take the three with you, Tim. And we, this is just one of those nights where I'm, I'm betting like I just, uh, I'm not a fan of making money tonight. That's just, that's just the way that my bets have gone, at least, uh, at least in this game. Because uh, I did like the over last night and, of course, didn't bet it. The number got away a little bit during the day. Didn't want it. Aaron Oster was uh, smarter than I was, took the good number pregame. And now it's, uh, he's up by a five and a half. Empty netter VGK. Adios. See you later, Colorado. Bring on the Canadians. It is 6-3 now. The Colorado Avalanche, goodbye. They are gone. We will get no Game 7 on Saturday. Uh, the discussion we had with Adam Hall, which or Adam Hill, excuse me, which I thought was a good one. I think it was a good discussion. And pointing out, if you like Colorado, that was the best chance to grab them at a, at a really good price. But Vegas has just been playing better. Uh, I thought they got outplayed in Game 5, but... I also thought they outplayed Colorado in game two, and they lost that game. And now the Vegas Golden Knights will win four straight games, Jeff, and move on to the Stanley Cup semifinals where they will face the Montreal Canadiens here in Las Vegas, likely a Monday night puck drop because game, game one of New York and Tampa – is on Saturday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, excuse me. So Mm -hmm. I would be very surprised if they forced Vegas to play on Saturday. I think this will probably be a Monday situation. Well, it was not. The Saturday game seven that was scheduled was not on big NBC. That was going to be an NBC. NBC So I would imagine, I would agree with you, I would imagine Monday night at uh, just down down I-15 here in Vegas. Uh, the the uh, Fortress will be rocking on Monday. That would be my guess. And I'm very intrigued to see what the series price is on VGK Montreal because it should be larger than what is already a pretty large price on the Tampa Islander series, Tim. Montreal just swept the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. You know, we had Greg Wyshynski on the show, and he said, hey, look, if if you're intrigued at a price, you know, this could be something to look at Montreal to win the Stanley Cup and then hedge off of it at some point. From what you saw from Montreal, we know what they are, and you've pointed it out, rightfully so, what their record was, only won 42% of their games. How much of a chance do you give them against the Golden Knights? Small. Very small. Hey, look, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wacky things happen all the time. I mean, look, there's going to be no one seeds making the Final Four here. You're going to get a four, two fours, a three, and a two. Granted, VGK had the second most amount of points in the hockey this year, but they were in the same division as the team that won the President's Trophy and just knocked out the President's Trophy champions in Colorado. Uh, but it's small. Carey Price really has to stand on his head in order for Montreal to have a realistic chance to be competitive in this series and possibly win it. I, I'm curious to see what the number is on VGK in five. That feels about right. Uh, but that might be a pretty short price for an exact result just because of what the pricing of this series is going to be. I have to imagine VGK is going to be a $3 favorite in this series. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, trying to think of the biggest price we've seen so far this postseason was, I think, the Avs against the Blues. Yeah, that was a... Uh, minus, was, was it minus four? Five uh, threes? I think it was four. Yeah. That, I mean, that, was a, that, that price was 100% right because that series was a, a total... Total beatdown. Now, assuming game one is on Monday, Vegas has just won four straight. 
Montreal, the the rest the 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 rest versus rust situation. Is this going to be a spot for a live dog, knowing the energy that the Golden Knights just put into this series to beat the Colorado Avalanche, the two best teams in the NHL going head to head in this semifinal or excuse me, this second round matchup. So is this a spot to maybe look at a, a live dog on the road? By the way, we we have a start time. Monday night, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific, Montreal at Vegas. Uh again, uh we we thought it was either going to be six or five thirty. No, I thought it would be six. I thought five thirty. Yeah. I thought they would actually uh work to the Canadian. Weird things but they I can not. get right. Yeah. I, I said it, it, it's they don't care about them. They care about, yeah, it, it'll be, uh, so 6 o'clock Monday night at T-Mobile. So this isn't a situation like we saw for game one, which was the Avalanche obliterated the Golden Knights coming off a seven-game series. Now they get a little time to rest. They don't have to travel. Montreal's coming in. So a Monday night game uh, here in Las Vegas, does that get thrown out the window? I, again, this series, these two series, upcoming in the in the in the Stanley Cup semifinals, are going to be very interesting, at least from a game to game perspective. Mm-hmm. Tim, I would, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm curious to see what the total is too. I would imagine it'll be a five and a half that I probably would look to bet under. But look, there's going to be opportunities if you like underdogs. You're going to have plenty of big plus prices individual games throughout these two series. Because yeah, the Islanders are going to be over two dollars, going to be close to two dollars or over two dollars most of the time against Tampa Bay. And I would expect the same deal with Montreal, especially the games again in Vegas and in Tampa for those series respectively. When the two dogs are on the road, they're going to be pretty sizable dogs in those games. And look, I mean. The, the Lightning, to me, were better than Boston, and the Islanders in a closeout game at home last night were plus 130, Tim. So you're going to probably see, and this works for Montreal-Vegas, too, Tampa and Vegas are probably going to be favored in all seven games if those series go seven games. And there you go. It is officially official. The Vegas Golden Knights have eliminated the Colorado Avalanche, a final score of 6-3. to three. So cash that. Puck line. It's good. Heading into the third period. Golden Knights on the money line tonight. The over hits plus $2 on the puck line pregame. The Vegas Golden Knights get the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup semifinals starting on Monday night. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. The Vegas Golden Knights are headed to the Stanley Cup Final Semifinals, and uh, it is a impressive six to three win over the. I'll I'll do a read. You want to do the read here? I'll do the read. Later. <laughs> do the read. Colorado Avalanche, who we were looking for there, uh, Tim. But uh, less was not more uh, for for Colorado in that in that. Uh, game tonight um yeah so 6-3 win for the vegas golden knights westgate superbook has posted a series price on montreal and uh and the uh, vegas golden knights what do we got yeah uh, rex Byers with the tweet as always uh, one of the uh, one of the risk managers over there vgk minus 450 
plus 375 on the Habs if you want to do it on the take back. Yeah, our Clipper bets aren't doing well, Tim. That's not good. Uh, the Utah Jazz are up 74 to 55. Uh, their ball movement right now is uh, is spectacular, and uh, I mean, it, it, this Clippers team just looks lost. Um, it, it's hard, just and and you try to you know not to expect you know look too much into to body language and all that. Just feels like just uh, this te- this Utah team, man. They they're just they're feeling it right now. They're uh, they're getting, they're they're having this Clippers move all over the floor, and yeah, it is it has been all Jazz tonight. They lead seventy four to fifty five, and Donovan Mitchell, man, thirty points now in this game. Paul George has nine points, Kawhi Leonard has fourteen points, and Donovan Mitchell has thirty as they lead by nineteen. So uh, we will see. We need to, we have some work to be done. If we want the Clippers to cover that second half three, uh, 74 to 55 is the score. Um, some some really interesting college football news that came out today. Um, it looks like by 2023, Jeff, we will have a 12-team playoff. And how it works is the six highest-rated conference champions automatic berths the next six highest-rated at-large teams will get in. You need to be a conference champ in order to get a bye. So Notre Dame cannot get a, a first-round bye. Um, you know, I look at this, and, and we'll, we'll, ha- we'll incorporate the futures market here in a little bit, but I look at what this this means, Jeff, and... You know, I, I love I love bowl games, um, but let's be honest. You know, over the years, and I, I thought it was so indicative of where we are in the bowl system, the big bowl system, the the New Year Six system. When UNC makes a New Year Six bowl, I think for the first time since like the '60s, Deami Brown sits out, Javante Williams sits out, Michael Carter sits out, Chaz Surratt sits out. I mean, players don't really care. NFL talent players don't really find that these games are all that important. Now, I think the group of five conferences, they do care, and they will have meaningful bowl games. But to me, I didn't even... I was very against eight teams. The reason being, I didn't want auto bids. I wanted nothing to do with auto bids because I felt like you're going to have a year especially with the Pac-12, where a Utah at 9-3 and three would upset, you know, Arizona State and make it in automatically. And that's no longer the case. Last year, if you use this model, you'd actually have two group of five teams make it because Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati yep. were rated higher than the Pac-12 champion. It doesn't say anything. Now, under usual circumstances, you will get the Pac-12 champion in there and all five teams. I think they played this well. And I actually am in favor of this. And by the way, those first-round games got to be on campus sites. I actually think the quarterfinal round should be on campus sites as well, but uh, that, that's not going to happen. I, I, I am in favor of this expansion. It gives the group of five a seat at the table, but it was never going to happen with eight teams. With 12 teams, it makes sense. 
And I think they actually got this right. Could we see a year where three or four SEC teams get in? Yeah, it's possible. Um, and we can get into the, you know, does this um, devalue the regular season here in a, in a little bit? But uh, I like this. I, I'm surprised that I'm saying that, Jeff, but I actually like where we're at going to 12 games because those first round games in December, New Year's Day is going to have four games. So it brings back, uh, you know, New Year's Day and the meaning of New Year's Day where that is owned by college football. No more Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl saying, oh, you know, we need to be on these days. You'll have the four quarterfinal games on New Year's Day. Uh, actually, I, I actually really am in favor of this expansion. I'm all in on it. I'm all in on that because, it, Tim, it was either for me, it was either go back to two or go to 12 or 16. I actually like this 12 a little bit better because they did two really good things here. Not guaranteeing that, a, like you said, a bad Pac-12 champion sneaks in because I'm this gives incentives to the G5, too. Because mm-hmm. you get a really good Cincinnati team and a, really, and a historically good coastal team for that program. They both would have been rewarded with playoff appearances. Cincinnati would have had a home game last year. Yeah, and and look, it would have been a scenario where you're rewarding you're rewarding good group of five teams, which is this current system absolutely does not. If Central Florida couldn't get in with those undefeated records, no one was getting in from the group of five. The biggest mistake that they made here, um, Notre Dame should be eligible for a bye. That's a mistake. I, I and. I think you shouldn't say you have to win your conference to get a bye. There will be years where the SEC clearly has two of the three best teams. There will be years where that happens, Tim. So I'm not a huge fan of that. I understand why they did it. It's incentivizing winning that conference championship game, which in the long run probably is a good thing, and make sure that Alabama doesn't say, well, we're going to sit our guys since we're definitely in the playoff. we got to win this game to make sure we get the number one seed because if not – we get the five seed and have to play an extra game. And I agree with you 100%. That quarterfinal round should be at the campus sites because they're all actually, in all honesty, Tim, it might be better to be the five than the four. Even though you get have to play one less game, that five seed will get a tune-up game against the worst team that's in the playoff in their own building before playing a four seed that hasn't played in a while. So I, I, I agree with you. Give an extra incentive you won your conference championship, you get a home game as well, as opposed to, well, if you lost the SEC championship game, you're more than likely getting an extra home game out of it, too. You know, it's funny, the Notre Dame fan here, I disagree. I, oh, I don't look, I, at, I think, look, look at this. And I, I understand, you know, Notre Dame in 2012 was number one in the country, and under this model, they would be number, the, five. number five. That's pretty rare, but it did happen not that long ago. Uh, they were the two seed uh, a couple of years ago when they played Clemson. No, they were the three they were seed. Three. They were the and, three. They, yeah. and uh, they lost to Clemson. All three teams, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, that year were were undefeated. But, you know, for Notre Dame, you you mentioned it. The, in, the incentive of being a conference champ, I think you could say Notre Dame gets an advantage because they don't have to play in a conference championship game. And they're off that final, you know, that first weekend in December – so they get a you know uh, time to prepare for a, uh, a a a situation here. I I think that would put Notre Dame in an unfair advantage if they were eligible for a buy. And I also think you made a good point too about why 
you should be a conference champion because a couple years ago, Alabama got in as the four seed when they did not win the SEC. They didn't even make the SEC championship right. game. And then they ultimately... So I, I do think to incentivize and to make that championship weekend important, but let's spin this to the futures market because I don't think it changes anything. I really don't. I it, think it gives you an opportunity. Um, what, what I think, and I, I really hope the books start doing this, Jeff, is let's get futures odds to make the playoff. That's where it gets intriguing. That's where you can get really creative. But to win the championship, I don't think, I actually think this strengthens the case for your Alabamas, your Clemsons, your Ohio States, your Georgias, teams that have been recruiting at an elite level year after year, Jeff. We have not seen any upsets in a four-team playoff. We're not going to see, ultimately, upsets to the championship. Now, could we see an 11 over 6? Absolutely. And that's why I think this is intriguing, and that's why I think 12 is better than 8. I think 8 would have been the wrong decision. Now you get the group of 5 in there. You get, I mean, think about it. Last year, let's just use this. December 18th, or whatever it was. Third Saturday in December right before Christmas. Georgia's at Nippert Stadium. It's Cincinnati. Think about that. That's incredible. Coastal Carolina's at Notre Dame. Indiana's at A&M. Eh, whatever. But still, I mean, it's, it's A&M. It's a six-man. It's Kyle Field. That would have been your 11 over six, by and the way. And then Iowa State visits the Swamp. You're going to see some really unique settings. You're going to see some cold weather games, which we don't necessarily get Cor- a ton correct. of. I, I think this is this is really good for college football. There are some very fun scenarios where Big Ten teams get home games against warm weather teams yeah. in an eight versus nine. Like There are plenty of scenarios. There are a lot of fun. By the way, the one thing, one other thing that I forgot to mention that I think is important that they, the committee needs to, assuming this They're keeping happens, the committee. assuming that this happens, they have to be able to recede after the first round. I, I understand why they won't, but that should be a thing because if you're the one seed and the 11 knocks out the six and you're stuck with possibly, like, again, last year was a little bit different, but, like, based off the odds, like a North Carolina-Florida winner as opposed to a, a, a group of five conference uh, champion, ah, that doesn't sit right. It's true. It's kind of NFL reseeds. Uh I don't think they will, but I, I think it's a good day for college football. I it know is. there are people who say, oh, this this hurts the regular season. I, I disagree. No, it does not. I, I disagree. <laughs> I think it makes it more intriguing for the month of November. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.